too many Tic Tacs in the town. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 3.38 starting time. Please welcome from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, Matthew Wiley. Play away, please. You forget we know you're not wit. Any inch of the real bits on stop it. I ain't knocking your little hustle, but watch it. I would hate to hear that loud. Ooh, Nathan and I were just talking about the worst thing ever is when you're at a restaurant, especially by yourself, and there's some people around you that comment on your food when it's delivered to you. That looks good. What you eating there? Look at that. I know! It's great! It's why I fucking ordered it. Oh shit, it looks good! Yes! I don't know if it's an American thing or what it is, but it gives me complete... It drives me insane. That looks good. Yes, it does. Thank you. Have a great one. Let me shake your hand before my meal. This handshaker people, too. Shane Bacon on Twitter. I, I posted a picture of Greg Norman. I guess he's in some golf deal. Some trillion-dollar golf deal. Looks scandalous. And he's, he's handshaking. You ever seen these people handshake? Two people at once. They cross over. The crossover handshake. <laughs> And Shane Bacon's like, I'm going to do this to everyone, even if it's one-on-one. Yeah, just shake someone's, shake two people's hands and make them face forward and line up beside you and then cross over your hands. The cro- Is there anything more alpha than the crossover handshake? Greg Norman looks like a Bond villain in that photo on his yacht. Um, intro song is a literal... Banger, Chitty Bang. That's from an Apple ad. And it's played over and over again on this ESPN PGA Tour Live, who's doing a phenomenal job, by the way. But that song was really good and effective. And um, everything good good in advertising starts with the music. And I'll debate that till I'm blue in the face. But music will align the neurons in your head and make you pay attention to the content in front of you. There's 99% of the commercials I could hear over and over and over again and not know what the content is about, but I knew this was an Apple ad because that song is so good. Best ads equal best music. So, and I've been told by people in my circle that I should watch Mad Men. And so I did, and I watched like the first five minutes because that's all the attention span I have. <clears throat> but he's working on an ad for Lucky Strike. Writing it on a cocktail napkin. Sounds familiar. But like music breaks down these emo- you break down the emotional barriers. You take a seat in someone's brain, in your customer's brain. And then if you're lucky enough, with a good brand, you form a cult. Like Red Bull. Red Bull now does, it has its own media properties because it makes sense. They, they did that Alpinist flick on uh, Netflix, which is fantastic. Red Bull has a cult. We're a cult. 
We're the, we're the, we are the, what, the VP and executive VP of this cult for Red Bull. Can't find it anywhere right now. Uh, episode 202, Matt Woltley of the Woltlandia podcast. We got into, that was, that was a name given to me on Twitter, which is fantastically funny. Uh, not everyone could be a fan of this content and I don't blame them. Um, I've gotten to three very stupid Twitter engagements over the past week and a half. The one with the Kansas city chiefs is by far the most bizarre and not my fault. You know, my entire account is a parody of a super fan. And so I, after the KC Buffalo game with the coin flip going to overtime, I created this conspiracy post that the coin flip was rigged by Roger Goodell, the NFL, the Mahomes family, all of them by name, and the refs, and included a two-headed coin. Even deep and even so deep that the ref who flipped the coin, I connected him working for a novelty coin company. Clearly a joke. Unless you have a massive gaping head wound, that was clearly a joke. But not to KC fans, not much into jokes. So some KC chief media person tweets it out or talks about it and at 8.35 p.m. on Tuesday I get attacked by the entire state of Missouri with accounts like Grandmaster Chief Guru telling me to quote get help which I know I should do that actually not that inaccurate but wow what a trip that was I got destroyed. So, so as my good friend <clears throat> Will Brinson said on a text, he said, you got to lean into it. Don't quit. And so I leaned right into it. Now, it's funny that the Bengals win, and we're going to the Super Bowl. But here's the thing. Winning, winning anything, you had no role in it as a fan of a team. None. No one is shaking my hand in Lexington saying, congrats, University of Kentucky, on its many wins in basketball. Nothing. The NFL global brand has just got But talk about, you know, tap into the emotional, take a seat in your head, form a cult. The NFL global brand has done just that for those super fans. They love it. You are their best influencer. Take a seat in the customer's head and form a cult. The NFL has done that, as I can prove on my Twitter feed, marvelously. Um, the best was when they realized it was a joke. KC fans were then said, were giving me lessons in satire. How to do it more effectively. Hang on, let me get out my notepad. Kansas City Chief fans. On satire. <clears throat> Whatever. Come after me. Let's chop it up. But don't say get help and then run. Let's do it. Let's have fun. It's content. I do overreact to things which I need to work on. And in fact, 
um, Ted Sherpa of Twitter, a random account on Twitter, he's now following me again. Four years ago, he stopped following me and stopped listening to the podcast. In fact, DM'd me this because my content sucked. It was too whatever. It was too political or something. It was not great. And for four years, I've thought about that interaction, and it's really helped me tailor things to be less anything, less manic about stuff. And so now, what I've got to realize is that people pay attention to that content. And so now 15,000 followers on Twitter have to suffer through 80% of my tweets being jokes or parodies or about whale semen. So anyway, it was a wild couple of weeks. Week. Um, this segment brought to you by Burns and Wilcox Insurance. Burns and Wilcox. Who do you like better? Burns or Wilcox? Um, overweight. Here's my problem last week with Tory Pines is I was overweight on Snedeker and Fino. And that is, you are absolutely playing with fire with that. And I should have known better. Um, it's like this week with Chalk Maverick McNeely. I mean, should he be? Or Connors even last week. What's happened to Corey Connors? That he used to be the, a darling ball striker, one of our favorite golfers. Now it's turned into, is he going to the Latin America tour? So if you're going to be heavy on plays in maxing the 150, they better make the cut. And, um, you know, I'm not sure I can go back to Static or something's different with Finau too. He should make the cut at Torrey Pines. Uh, you know, Burger Cantley this week seem like locks. Would you do a rule of having one to two in the final lineup? Rom was not a fade last week, even though he didn't win. Zalatoris is now out. That makes things easier, I think. Uh, Spieth. Probably fade because of the baby narrative. Not really the same. Rose and Day are the two that one of those two or both will hose you. They're chalk. I mean, Day is now in the 9,000s. I mean, this is Jason Day. What's his price this week? It's bananas. Jason Day was 7,600. He's 9,600 this week. He was 76 last week. Dangerous game. Dangerous game. All right, let's let's go talk to Ryan and Josh. Fresh back, Josh. Fresh back from the tournament of champions, and uh, that's it. Hello. All right, here's something funny. I did 28 minutes of content with Ryan and Josh, and realized it wasn't recording. So, <laughs> and it was great content. So welcome to this professional podcast brought to you by Burns and Wilcox. So let me talk about what I talked about with them briefly. Um, I think that I think that Burger Cantley 
doing a rule of one of those two is going to finish on the optimal. Josh did not like Cantlay a lot. He thought he was overpriced and overowned, which is probably a good case. And I don't know if Rom last week, had he not birdied the last hole and finished second at a tie, would he have been on the optimal? Uh, huge fade for me with Spieth. Day and Rose, one of those two will burn you completely. McNeely chalk, I cannot get behind. 10,000 for McNeely, that's high expectations at 22% owned. Uh, I love Streelman. Streelman is a juggernaut with Fitzgerald as a partner, and I do believe, and Josh made a good point, which will not be live, is that a lot of guys don't play well in pro-ams. Cantlay was one of his examples. Uh, a lot of guys, you know, it's it's a slog. It's a six-hour round. I mean, this is a um, it's a long week, and some guys like playing. Well. I mean, Streelman, a great example. Snedeker, who I'll probably go back to, liked it as well. Likes his partner this week. Loves this tournament. Um, Fitzpatrick is going to be underowned and probably a pretty good play. Great iron player. Bez, can't get behind. Hughes, course history to be desired, but but much improved, much improved over the last couple of years. Uh, Matt Jones, love. Michael Thompson, love, hate, love this week. Minwoo Lee, the next international star, in my opinion. If you convince yourself of that, you can go overweight on him. Sneds, sub 5%, Poa God, shorter course. Him and Pat Perez may be very highly owned by me again. But Chris Kirk always. But Berker, I think, is even a notch above Cantley, in my opinion. Berger is someone that I think will win a major this year, or at least in the next eight majors, he's going to win one. He's that good. And he's that good of a winner. He does everything well. He's an incredible scrambler. He makes clutch putts. Uh, He can hit a fairway. Great around the greens. And uh, he's just kind of a champion attitude. I think Berger wins this week. But this course, I mean, if you want the course notes I went over with with the guys that again not recorded. Last two last year was not a fifty four hole cut because of COVID. It was not even an AM. It was just the Pebble Beach, and they did a thirty six hole cut. But uh, it's three days, three courses, um, and for Pebble Beach because you play it twice. Greens are small. It's short. You got to score on the par fives. I mean, a lot of the par fours, I think, up to six, have less than 100 yards in an approach. But small greens that are slow, slope back to front, you're going to have to be a pretty good scrambler. And you cannot predict putting. I mean, look at Nick Taylor was three strokes gained putting a couple years ago when he won. Uh, Vaughn Taylor when he won was five strokes gained approach. But these are the, I mean, you know, you're going to have to have guys who are pretty adept around the greens. Look at the guys who do well Spieth, Day, Berger, Cantley, DJ. 
course history, guys. Day had some so incredible shots. I mean, Day is going to be chalky this week, and he's very, I mean, he's $2,000 more than he was the previous week. Same with Rose, but both Rose and Day <clears throat> are some of the best around the green in the world all time. Day hit some shots last week that were just out of this world. So, there you go. Complete solo podcast. Unintentional. Unintentional. But here we are. And so, that's that for the Galando podcast, 202. I really think Berger wins. He he had a bogey-free round Friday, which was day three. And he was injured on a course that's 7,700 yards and one of the toughest on tour. I think he'll I think he'll tear this up. He's that good. But that's it. Shout out to my friend Chris Durrell, Jagger underscore bombs nine for always giving me data on Mondays. And I don't give him enough credit, but follow Chris Durrell, Jagger underscore bombs nine. His data is impeccable. And that's it. I'm sorry that the segment with Josh and Ryan didn't work. I blame Ryan. We blame Ryan. And his $8 microphone. We'll talk to you next week. Entertainment for you, mother. Come for my M's, you get this double double. Both of us make good your brother. In this game, because I love the truck. So watch your tone if you don't want to rubble. Like my old, did you forget we know you not with any inch of the real this on stop it. I ain't knocking your little hustle, but watch it. I would hate to hear that loud ooh. Jitty jitty bang, jitty jitty bang. Oh, them cannons rain, yes, them cannons rain. Make sure you vote already when you see the game. I thought I told you lames, we are not the same. Run, why you out on your run? Taking victory lap, I'm in the hood with them ones. Catch me out in the cave with some meat and potatoes. Waffle House in Atlanta. I hit the blue flame late with the two tone gates. Who you know gone?